Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, September 29th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we got 14 games on the betting board. Phillies and Mets already postponed due to the historic flooding in New York City. Stay safe, everybody out there in the Big Apple we got 14 other games to get to here on the final Friday of the Major League Baseball regular season. And, of course, the big announcement earlier this week, seven days a week with VEASAN Daily Baseball bets throughout the Major League playoffs, seven days a week for the article as well. Of course, some days may have one game, some days may have no games, some, game, some days may have four games. It all depends based on the schedule, but we will be doing the podcast every day here throughout the playoffs, at least every day where there are games. Um, if there aren't games, I guess I could talk about series preview stuff. We'll kind of play that by ear, but we will have more editions of the podcast here throughout the Major League Baseball postseason. Over at vcin.com, we got a lot of great stuff for college football week five, NFL week four. Hard to believe we're already that deep into those two seasons. Head over there, get a subscription, vcin.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code SHARP based on my friends over at Sharp Money, Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. You can get 40% off the football kickoff special. So use that promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, to get 40% off of that football kickoff special. And our NHL betting guide from Johnny Lazarus came out on Thursday. NBA betting guide comes out next Thursday. Jonathan Von Tobel, Zach Cohen, Kelly Bidlin, the authors behind that publication. So that'll be out in six days here over at vcin.com. And all of our guides available exclusively to vsin pro subscribers so head over there sign up now if you want the guides you can get a 19 one month subscription and not only will it give you the nba guide and the nhl guide our college basketball betting guide coming out on october 23rd that would be included in that package as well all right lots to get to on the major league baseball card here for today just going to run through some games kind of talk about some different concepts and betting angles as we go throughout the slate here Beginning with the matchup between the Marlins and the Pirates, no starter officially named for Pittsburgh as of yet. Money has come in on Miami with Edward Cabrera on the hill. 
Looks like Quinn Priester is slated to go for Pittsburgh. I would presume he winds up being a bulk guy with an opener in this game. Not much more to say about that other than to say that the Marlins have a very weird situation here. They were up 2-1 to one in the ninth inning yesterday. Rain moved in to City Field. The game wound up getting suspended. Now, the Marlins took the lead with two runs in the top of the ninth. So by Major League Baseball bylaws, the Mets have to have a chance to hit. So this is a suspended game. If it is required, then the Marlins would have to go and play the ninth inning of that game on Monday and then have to turn around on Tuesday and open up the wildcard series if they were to make the postseason. So a very strange spot here for Miami, who is on the road, of course, in Pittsburgh here this weekend. So we'll see if that ninth inning matters. We'll see if they need to go up there and do that. Obviously, a very big moment for them taking the lead there in the ninth inning. But then, you know, they actually uh, weren't done hitting in that spot. Jorge Soler at the plate with two guys on runners on first and second on two outs. So the Marlins actually have the chance to add on in that situation on Monday. So very, very strange to say the least, but that could be a game that matters in terms of the postseason potentially for seeding or quite simply just for Miami to make the playoffs. As I mentioned, the Phillies and the Mets already postponed tomorrow's game already postponed as well. We'll see if those end up getting made up. If they don't make sure you check the house rules in terms of season win totals, or maybe that game isn't postponed for tomorrow. No, it's not, actually. Uh, looks like they're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, so my mistake on that one, I thought that I saw somewhere that the game for tomorrow was postponed as well. It is actually not. So need to go ahead and update the article there uh, over at vcin.com with that really quickly as I'm going through the show. But they're actually playing a doubleheader tomorrow at City Field. So my mistake there on that one. But today's game postponed. And, you know, honestly, I mean, who knows uh, about tomorrow's game because – you know, you, you do have a situation where the weather is very, very bad there in New York City. Uh, you know, public officials are having to work on a lot of flooding. They're going to be rescuing residents, stuff like that. I saw that a terminal at LaGuardia actually closed here um, due to flooding. So, you know, there's a chance that even though the weather is better tomorrow, uh, there may still be some travel issues getting to the ballpark, getting safety personnel there, stuff like that. So we'll see what happens with that doubleheader scheduled for tomorrow. But my mistake on correcting that here as we're going through the show. Washington and Atlanta, Trevor Williams, Allen Winans in this one. Winans and the Braves, about a $3 favorite, total of 10.5 in this game here. Atlanta with nothing to play for. They've locked up the number one seed coming off of that sweep of Chicago. And this is just something that we'll have to watch as we go throughout the week here, uh, you know, or throughout the weekend. These teams, what do they do? You know, do they kind of rotate guys in and out? It's different for the teams that are getting buys, like Atlanta, like the Dodgers, because you won't play for probably a week. You know, it is nice to get that buy to, you know, not have to to burn your starting rotation, to be able to get some guys some rest. But at the same time, it is very, very hard to stay sharp for, you know, five, six days here. So the Braves, Dodgers, uh, the Orioles, teams like that, you know, whoever wins the West, you're going to have some decisions to make in terms of how to handle the workload for your players here throughout the course of the weekend. So that'll be a very, very interesting thing to follow as we move through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Cubs and the Brewers, Kyle Hendricks, Colin Ray in this one, Ray and the Brewers, $1.15 favorite at DraftKings, total of eight in this matchup. Ray has largely been bulking behind Trevor McGill, but he gets a straight start here 
for the Brewers in this one. Ray's only thrown one inning over the last 10 days, so he's maybe going to be a little bit rusty in this spot that hasn't stopped the betting market from coming in on Milwaukee. Six runs on 13 hits in his last 19 and a third, 19 to six strikeout to walk ratio. Has pitched well in the month of September, primarily in a bulk role, as I mentioned. We'll see how he does here with a straight start for the Brewers. Hendricks and the Cubs, they've dropped three straight. They do not have the tiebreaker against the Marlins, so they're effectively a game and a half out. And, of course, Miami, as I just mentioned, with a two-to-one lead in a game that may have to be completed on Monday. So the Cubs are basically in sweeper bust mode here, in my estimation. Hendricks, 13 runs on 28 hits over his last four starts, only 10 of them earned, 403 ERA, 343 FIP. Some bad luck in terms of BABIP and left on base percentage, but that's going to happen with a guy like him who pitches to a lot of contact. So we'll see what happens here. But, you know, for the Brewers, they may not be pushing guys. Christian Yelich maybe gets some more days off, stuff like that, because Milwaukee is a team that does have to start the postseason on Tuesday as opposed to being one of those teams getting some extra time with the bye. Cincinnati and St. Louis here, Brandon Williamson, Jake Woodford in this series that opens up over at Bush Stadium. Reds, a twenty favorite, total of nine. Cincinnati's playoff hopes are very, very slim at this point in time. But look, a very positive season for them overall here, uh, being able to be in a playoff race deep into the month of September and also get a lot of young guys some very, very important reps and some experience in this type of high leverage environment. Williamson is a guy, though, that seems a little bit gassed. He's not completed five innings since August 29th, missed some time on the COVID list. He's given up 10 runs on 17 hits in his last 12 and a third. So I do have some concerns there with Williamson, to say the least. But as far as the Cardinals go, I mean, they have nothing to play for, and they've largely been playing like that for a while now. Also, they have a competent major league lineup on the IL in terms of the position players that they're missing right now. The big story here this weekend, so Adam Wainwright's not going to pitch, but the expectation is that he will get in at bat at some point in time to get kind of the send-off that he deserves. Also, he's a you know fairly decent hitter, so that'll be kind of an interesting thing to watch as well. The Cardinals have lost 7 of 10, though, but still, I mean, I there's no way I would bet this game. The Reds are you know kind of running on fumes a bit, and the Cardinals, hey, you know, maybe they rally here at home in this final weekend of the season. Dodgers and the Giants as we head to the Bay Area. Nothing to play for in this series either. Dodgers already locked into the number two seed. San Francisco will not be making the playoffs as their offense has completely collapsed here in the second half. Lance Lynn and Keaton win in this one. Lynn, $1.42 favorite, total of eight and a half for this matchup. So even though the Dodgers don't really have much to play for, and again, in that same boat as the Braves, where they're going to have a pretty extended layoff, Lance Lynn has something to pitch for. Lance Lynn, I I really don't think that Lance Lynn would be in this playoff rotation for the Dodgers right now and maybe not even be on the NLDS roster. I guess we'll have to see how that kind of plays out. He has only allowed seven runs on 16 hits in his last three starts covering 18 innings. But prior to that, over three starts, 19 runs on 24 hits. Facing lineups like the Tigers and the Giants here of late where he's pitched well, those aren't the teams that you see in the postseason. So this will be Lynn's second straight start against San Francisco and potentially a lot on the line here, uh, depending on where his standing is right now in terms of that pitching staff for the postseason. As far as win goes, he's coming off the COVID list for this one. First MLB appearance in 13 days. So not exactly sure what we're going to get from him in this one. But as I mentioned, 
I don't think the Dodgers will be as prone to letting guys take the days off as other teams will be just to try and keep them a little bit sharp on uh, the Giants just aren't playing well. So I did think about laying the big number with the Dodgers here. Ultimately didn't do it, but it certainly crossed my mind in that one. Another game that crossed my mind here was to take Detroit against Cleveland. Didn't do it with Joey Wentz on the mound against Cal Quantrill as we move over to the American League. Quantrill in the Tribe Guardians, uh, minus 110 favorite, total of eight and a half in this one. Quantrill's throwing the ball really, really well since coming back. Since coming off the IL on September 1st, he's allowed six runs on 20 hits and 27 and two-thirds, but he does have a 437 FIP. He's allowing a 222 BABIP, 89.4% left on base percentage there are a lot of regression signs in the profile for Quantrill but there's not really a whole lot of time for those to come to the forefront it'll have to be in this start here today but even though Wentz is left-handed and that's a good thing against Cleveland typically 645 ERA 557 FIP for the season not exactly pitching very well here of late either just his second start since August 18th so not a big fan of that I do think that, you know, kind of fading Cleveland coming off of Terry Francona Appreciation Day on Wednesday wouldn't be a terrible idea, but with Wentz on the mound, just not something that I have a whole lot of interest in. I do have interest in the Red Sox and Orioles, and we'll get to that later in the show. We'll talk the rest of the American League and the Interleague slate after a short break here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VSIN family of podcasts. Moving on to an intriguing game here, Tampa Bay and Toronto. Aaron Savale, Yusei Kikuchi in this one. The Jays, about a $1.50 favorite in this game. Total of 7.5. Big number, but the Rays do have nothing to play for now that Baltimore locked up the American League East last night. Toronto with a lot to play for as they're still trying to hold off the Chasers in that AL wildcard race. Toronto, they, uh, they don't have the tiebreaker against Seattle either. They went three and three head to head. Seattle has a better record against the division. So that's why the Mariners would hold the tiebreaker there in that situation. So Toronto does control their own destiny, but they're going to have to keep winning games because they don't have the luxury of that tiebreaker. Been a bit of a struggle here for Kikuchi of late. 524 ERA, 311 FIP, 34 and a third innings pitched. And, you know, he does have that 311 FIP, but the 59.5% left on base percentage, 400 Babbitt. 50% hard hit percentage, some positive aggression signs in there, but also that's a lot of hard hit contact to be giving up. So he's not locating super well, but neither is Savali here of late. Also coming off of a couple extra days rest, battling an illness. He's given up 13 runs over his last 13 innings. So maybe that's why the market a little bit higher on this game than I would have expected uh, from a pure price standpoint. Tampa Bay might have a little bit of value. But again, I don't know how Kevin Cash is going to set this up. He's not going to push anybody who's been banged up at all. Wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Randy Rosarena gets a couple of days off here in this series, stuff like that. So very hard with these teams that are preparing for the postseason. And Tampa Bay is one of them. And Tampa Bay, frankly, should, you know, probably be the winner of the AL Central or even the AL West, something like that with their record. But they will have to play in that wild card round despite having the second best record in the American League. So that's what their focus is going to be, whereas Toronto's focus is on a day-by-day level right now. Yankees in the Royals, Carlos Rodon and Jordan Lyles in this one. Rodon and the Yankees, $1.42 favorite, total of 9.5. Maybe a bit of a distraction for the Yankees today with everything happening back in their home city, but they do face Lyles. And even though the Yankees have had issues with righties throughout the course of the season, very few teams have had issues with Jordan Lyles here throughout the course of the year. Lyles on the season has allowed seven or more runs six times and five runs seven times. So in 13 starts, he's allowed five or more runs on the season here, and he's made 30 starts overall. So I give him a lot of credit. He's not been good, but he's gone out there and done his job. He's eaten up a lot of innings for a young pitching staff. Very admirable season for Lyles. Maybe the Royals players try to reward that a little bit, maybe a little bit of extra focus here today. But Carlos Rodon has a lot of focus as well because this has been kind of a lost season for him. 574 ERA, 549 FIP, just year one of the Yankees committing $162 million to Rodon over a six-year deal. He'll look to go into the offseason with some positives here in this start. But the biggest thing to me about this series, and I don't think I've ever seen a player to hit a home run as low as plus 170. But that's the case here with Aaron Judge today. Judge has hit 37 home runs on the season. I think he will do everything in his power to get to 40. 
Um, you know, he's a guy that when the Yankees were eliminated, talked about how he feels like he's to blame for missing so much time and all of that playing injured, those types of things. So I think he'll do whatever he can to get to 40, kind of try to salvage a positive out of the season. So I, I don't really dislike playing his home run prop throughout the weekend. Maybe take that longer shot to hit two home runs, something like that. I do think Judge will be swinging for the fence whenever he gets the opportunity to do so. A's and the Angels. Ken Waldachuk, Chase Silseth in this one. Silseth's first start back since he was hit in the head by a comebacker back on August 26th. Uh, He did end up making a couple of minor league appearances, but this will be his first appearance back at the big league level. And I did think about taking Oakland today, not because of that for Silseth. I mean, the rest is definitely a bit of a factor, but Ken Waldachuk has been pretty good here in the second half. 529 ERA, 465 FIP or 523 FIP, excuse me, for the season, but a 380 ERA, 424 FIP in 64 innings over 10 starts and three relief appearances in the second half. So Waldachuk's been pretty good here. One of the guys that subtly made improvements for Oakland to where, again, I'm going to force myself into betting Oakland over their season win total next year, where I think some of their pitchers have made some pretty big strides that have largely gone unnoticed because the team is so bad. So I thought about Oakland today, ultimately didn't do it, but that was kind of on my short list for today's games. Rangers and the Mariners. Nate Uvalde gets the call here for the Rangers. Brian Wu will go for the Mariners here. Mariners, eh, minus 115, minus 120 favorite. Total of eight in this matchup here. Uvalde, since returning on September 5th, 14 runs on 21 hits and 17 innings pitched, 16 strikeouts against 11 walks. Not exactly a reliable profile for him. And the bullpen for Texas, as we found out yet again last night, not particularly reliable either. Wu, rough outing last time out against Texas. Six runs on five hits. Four of those five hits were home runs. So I don't really know where he is. I don't really like where Uvalde is. Very easy game for me to stay away from there in that one with the Rangers and the Mariners. Despite being arguably the game of the night, maybe not arguably, it absolutely is the game of the night. Just not a whole lot of betting interest in that game, I don't think. We got the Padres and the White Sox here. Nick Martinez and Dylan Cease in this one. Padres laying $1.45 or so, total of 8.5. Throwaway year for the White Sox, to say the least. Not a great year for Dylan Cease either. The Padres are not technically eliminated yet in the wildcard picture, but they are very, very, very close to being eliminated here. So I, I just... You know, I think going to the south side, I don't think they'll be super engaged, super invested. I do think if they are eliminated tonight, which does appear to be the likelihood, I would think that going against them tomorrow, probably a decent idea. Mike Clevenger's pitched well. He's facing a former team here. Michael Waka has pitched well also, but I think the White Sox may be worth a play tomorrow if San Diego is eliminated. We'll keep an eye on that uh, based on tonight's results. So this game is a throwaway for a lot of people, but Minnesota and Colorado, Joe Ryan and Ty Block in this one, Ryan and the Twins, $1.90 favorite, total of 11 or 11 and a half. So I think this is a really, really intriguing handicap, and I want to see how tonight's game goes. So the Twins have absolutely nothing to play for. They are locked into the number three seed in the American League by virtue of winning the Central Division, but they're going to Colorado, and To me, this is the last place you want to go, especially the team who doesn't go there, going into the postseason. Because you run the risk of pitchers losing some of their confidence because it's Coors Field and offense happens. 
But to me, I think the bigger thing is you don't want to develop bad habits. And at Coors Field, where pitches don't move the same, and Minnesota is kind of a high strikeout lineup, this is going to be an interesting thing to see because, you know, when you're a pitcher, it's a very difficult environment, to say the least. You, you, you're you used to throwing to a spot with your pitches. They break less. You have to make adjustments, stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Ryan goes out there and throws like 85% fastballs in this game. I also don't think that the Twins will you know, use any of their high leverage relievers back to back because you can get fatigued very easily in the elevation. I don't know how many position players, the key guys especially, will play back to back in this series. I think this is a very challenging one for the Twins in a lot of ways. Now, that being said, I didn't want to bet on Colorado today because Ty Block has allowed 23 runs in 25 innings this month, 828 ERA, 737 FIP. I could see a scenario in which this is a high-scoring game. First pitch temps in the 80s in Denver, one of the few places where it's still warm, actually, and the weather looks pretty good for hitting here tonight. And again, I do think that the Twins, you don't want to develop bad habits with the breaking balls. I think they throw a lot of fastballs here. Uh, in this series. So that could lead to some runs for Colorado. So I'm not betting any more totals in the regular season, and I've been awful at them throughout the course of the season, but I could see some runs here in this game. So make of that what you will. Astros and the Diamondbacks, both teams fighting for a wild card berth. JP France and Zach Gallen in this one. Astros, a little bit of a dog roll here with the Diamondbacks in the minus 115, minus 120 range, total of nine or nine and a half. So Zach Gallon, as I've talked about a lot, you know, he's given up a lot of hard contact throughout the second half, and that's a concern for me. Last six starts, Gallon's allowed 22 runs in 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's got 15 shutout innings in that span over two starts, but he's allowed the 22 runs over his other four starts, covering 20 and two-thirds innings of work. So Gallon's been really great, or he's been quite bad here over his last six starts. The problem is that J.P. France hasn't been any good either. His last few starts, 794 ERA, 668 FIP, over 28 and a third innings pitched. So I, I can't in good conscience make a play in this game, but I do think that, you know, maybe Gallon and the Diamondbacks a little bit overpriced in this game. Not a bet for me, but it is something that I am thinking about. Do have one bet for you here today, and I need to preface this by saying I don't have the luxury of waiting. I, I can't wait in the morning. I have to get the article up. I have to get the podcast out. But as we see Baltimore's lineup, and maybe it's out now because I see the odd screen lighting up here a little bit, Baltimore will be sitting guys tonight. They will have something of a hangover lineup, and yet I still like the Orioles this evening over the Red Sox. That'll be John Means and Nick Pavetta in this one. So again, you can wait around a little bit, although the lineup may be out by the time this podcast comes out. But look, a couple of things here. First of all, I think John Means is throwing the ball really well. Uh, five runs on 10 hits and 17 and a third. He's trying to build himself back up, try to make himself into a viable option for the Orioles here in the postseason. Only a 32.7% hard hit percentage in the three starts he's had here so far against St. Louis, Houston, and Cleveland. And while Cleveland's terrible against every lefty with a pulse, the Astros are not. So it was a very impressive start from Means against Houston a couple of outings ago. But ultimately, this is just a fate of Boston. I mean, Boston just seems to have no interest in playing baseball anymore. I mean, this is a team that has four wins since, what, the early part of September, I think it is? You know, this is a team that just... 
they're not out there playing. They're not out there, you know, really trying to to win a lot of games. They don't seem engaged. They have four wins since September 4th. They've lost some key guys to injuries. They've lost five in a row, seven of eight, 11 of 13. They've been shut out in back-to-back games. They've scored 12 runs in the last six games, and they scored seven runs in one of them. So even though the Orioles will be sending out a hangover lineup, the bullpen is okay. Means is throwing the ball well. And I think Boston is just completely checked out. So I'll lay it with the Orioles tonight. It was minus 120 for the article. It's minus 115 or better out there now. And again, this is a line that will probably move once their lineup is announced. Somebody like Adley Rutschman, maybe not playing, could be enough to put Boston into a favorite role, something like that. So keep an eye on this line. But I still think Baltimore worth a look here tonight at the best price you can get them against the Red Sox. That'll do it for this week on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'll be back again on Monday to preview the series for the wild card round. And then on, on Tuesday, we got playoff games. So a lot yet to come here over the next month on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. So please rate, review, subscribe. Stay safe this weekend, everybody, and I'll talk to you all on Monday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.